It's Monday, September 19th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. President Biden said the COVID-19 pandemic was over while reiterating comments that U.S. troops could defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion during a televised interview that addressed questions about whether he would seek a second term. The comments came as the Biden administration is promoting new vaccines to protect against prevalent COVID strains and seeking billions in new funding from Congress. The president was criticized in July 2021 after signaling an end to the pandemic only to see widespread deaths continue. Mr. Biden, who is 79 years old, also said he intended to run for re-election in 2024 but added it, quote, remains to be seen, end quote, if that is a firm decision. Some Democrats are openly suggesting he step aside due to age and weak approval numbers, though Mr. Biden and his team feel confident that he would be a strong candidate should former President Donald Trump seek a rematch. Mr. Biden also made comments about protecting Taiwan that could anger Beijing at a time of heightened tensions. Asked whether U.S. forces would defend Taiwan in the event of an attack, the American president replied yes if in fact there was an unprecedented attack. The White House sought to clarify the remark to CBS News, saying U.S. policy toward Taiwan had not changed. In other news, Hurricane Fiona made landfall in Puerto Rico Sunday after the storm's strong winds and pounding rain knocked out the island's power grid, overflowed rivers, and created flash flood conditions. The storm made landfall in southwestern Puerto Rico at Punta Tacon at 3.20 p.m. local time, with sustained winds reaching 85 miles per hour, according to the National Hurricane Center. Luma, the company that provides power to much of the island, said in a statement on social media that the hurricane caused an island-wide blackout even before it made landfall. Teams were out trying to restore service, but it could take several days, the company said. Nearly 1.5 million customers were without electricity, according to PowerOutage.us, which tracks power interruptions. Around the world, the top U.S. military commander visited a military base in Poland on Sunday and reviewed security measures for U.S. forces supporting Ukraine amid uncertainty about how Russia could respond to its biggest battlefield losses of the war. I'm particularly interested in checking things like force protection to ensure that U.S. forces are in an adequate state of readiness in the event of anything ever happening, Army General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, told reporters in Warsaw after visiting the base. The general has said that since Ukraine reclaimed roughly 3,500 square miles of its territory from Russian forces, Moscow has been on the defensive, particularly around Kharkiv and Kherson. The visit came as allies said they had seen one pattern in Russia's military response. The UK's Ministry of Defense said Sunday that Russian strikes had increasingly picked out civilian targets over the past week, even when no immediate military benefit could be perceived. The aim, it said, is to, quote, undermine the morale of the Ukrainian people and government, end quote, which has been buoyed by the success of a recent offensive in the northeast of the country. Back in the U.S., floodwaters were receding in parts of western Alaska battered by the worst storm in a half century, leaving behind debris flung by powerful Bering Sea waves into beaches and seaside communities. The remnants of Typhoon Murbach were weakening Sunday as the storm system moved north from the Bering Strait into the Chukchi Sea on Alaska's northwest coast, where it still threatens smaller communities, according to the National Weather Service. Several communities reported homes were knocked off their foundations by the force of the incoming water, often propelled by winds gusting near 70 miles per hour. 
Many homes were flooded and about 450 residents on the western coast sought refuge and shelters, with more than half of them at a school in Hooper Bay, where they ate processed moose donated by village residents. And Great Britain and the world said a final goodbye to Queen Elizabeth II at a state funeral this morning that drew presidents and kings, princes and prime ministers, and crowds that massed along the streets of London to honor a monarch whose 70-year reign defined an age. A day packed with events in London and Windsor began early when the doors of 900-year-old Westminster Hall were closed to mourners after hundreds of thousands had filed in front of her flag-draped coffin. Many had waited for hours in line, including through cold nights, to see the lying-in state in an outpouring of collective grief and respect. Now you know, and you're ready to go with The Morning News. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.